0: Praise God. Let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 22. The book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 22. The gospel of Matthew, chapter 9, and verse 22. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith had made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. With the help of the Lord, I'll share a simple message with the title, Thy Faith Has Made Thee Whole. Thy Faith Has Made Thee Whole. Praise God. One of the greatest Christian virtues that we should possess and we should covet is faith. We know this. We can never stop speaking about faith. Faith can never go out of fashion in the world of a Christian. So, let us begin again reminding ourselves about faith. What is faith? Let's begin with a biblical definition of faith. Let us go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11 and verse 1. The book of Hebrews, chapter 11 and verse 1. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. Praise God. Let me repeat that again. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. There is another version of the Bible called the New Living Translation. Listen to what it says. It says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Let's repeat that again. Faith is the confidence That what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see, praise God. So beautiful. In other words, faith is not only having hope in the promises of God, but having the confidence that they actually will happen. How many here believe? That the word of God will actually happen. Amen. Faith is similar to the feeling one experiences when the result from some health concern returns, some test result of, about your health, and the doctor smiles with a smiles, looks at you and says, Good news. There is nothing to worry about. Praise God. You know, we have so much more faith in the words of a doctor to banish all problems, fears, anxiety than we have with the word of God. Jesus is telling us through his word, good news. Gospel, the word gospel means good news. He's telling us, all will be well. I have overcome this world. He has showed us the end from the beginning. The beginning from the end. Hallelujah. Do you have faith in the Bible that all these things will happen? That all will be well with your soul if you continue serving Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Noah believed that God would save him through the ark. Praise God. Abraham believed that he would have a child, however remote these promises seemed. They believed these things will actually happen. That is faith. Moses believed that God would deliver Israel from 430 years of slavery. Faith is to believe. That the word of God will actually happen. Praise God. Elijah believed that God would send fire from heaven to consume the sacrifice in the sight of all of Israel. It will actually happen. Fire will actually fall from heaven, and everyone will fall flat on their faces and declare that the Lord, He is God. Praise God. The apostles believed before they were called apostles that they would find the consolation of Israel, the Messiah whom Moses and the prophets spake about. Praise God. This is faith, brothers and sisters. You cannot exercise faith after the event has happened. That is not faith. Everyone believed later that Abraham got a son. What's the point of having faith? Once it began to rain, it was too late to have faith. Your faith is useless. Once the fire fell from heaven, your faith is null and void. Because faith has to do with the future. Faith had to do, has to do with things which often seem ridiculously impossible. Imagine looking at the world today and telling everybody Jesus Christ is coming soon. Praise God. Jesus Christ is coming soon. There will be no United Nations to deliberate and adjudicate on affairs of the world. There will be no U.S. presidential elections. There will be no dictators in Russia. There will be no African Union. There will be no such things. You know why? Because Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7 says, the government shall be upon his shoulder. This is faith. To believe that Jesus will be the only king, the only monarch on this earth. So every organization might as well, when they see him coming in the clouds, they might as well dismiss themselves. Because from now, only Jesus rules. The law will go forth from Jerusalem. All nations will say, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, the God of Jacob. Hallelujah. This is faith. Do you live this way? Are you afraid to tell people this? Are you afraid to lose your reputation? Let me tell you, the only sane person on the earth when when it began to rain was Noah. Before that, he was the only crazy person. But now he was the only sane person. Before Abraham received a son, he was the only crazy person, irrational. Any doctor could tell him, there's no hope for you. You Your wife is beyond the age where you can contemplate having a child. You know, faith will vindicate you. Faith will absolve you. Some people, Fidel Castro said, he made a speech, famous speech in the United Nations years ago, and he said, history will absolve me. Uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, Cuba is in a mess, Mr. Castro. He's dead now. But listen, I can tell you, faith will absolve you. Absolve means you will be justified. The just shall live by faith is what the Apostle Paul told the Romans. And there was one German man, a monk called Martin Luther who believed this. And because he believed this, he changed the destiny of not only the whole of Germany, the whole of Europe. Faith is very powerful. A person who is blessed enough to receive the seed of faith in his or her soul is a person of destiny. Abraham changed the destiny of the world. Noah changed the destiny of the world. Martin Luther changed the destiny of the world. Do we want to become insignificant people in the tide of human history? Or do you want to be somebody who leaves your mark, who is part of channeling, influencing the world in a manner which is similar to that of Noah and Abraham. Hallelujah. And Mary, who was a young girl who didn't fully understand what Gabriel was saying, but she said, let the will of the Lord be done. I am willing to give my womb as a loan to my God. You know that God is so good. He he asked permission to loan. To borrow her womb. God is not a dictator. I keep telling people this. He could have just impreg- impregnated her. And sp- sent the angel. But he he sent. This archangel. Gabriel. A very powerful and dangerous angel. To basically ask permission. From this little girl can God please borrow your womb? (laughs) There's a wonderful God we serve. We can't stop talking about him. He's wonderful. Imagine. He made us, he made everything that we have, and he says, can I please use your house? And when nobody gave him a place to stay, he stayed in a manger. You know what a manger is? That's where animals live. Because no human was willing to give him room. Ha, ah, hallelujah. Christmas is approaching, this is what we need to talk about. They talk about the scar of Bethlehem. They don't even know where this is in the Bible. They talk about the manger. No clue what this means. See, God is so gentle. That's why the Bible said He came unto His own, and his own received him not. Nobody even opened their door, their house for him. Imagine. And he never complained. Hallelujah. So, we need to understand what faith is. We need to pray today, Lord, let my life not be lived in vain. Let me not leave this world as a nameless, faceless person, but through faith, in the name of Jesus, I want to shape the destiny of some individual, some family, some nation even. And why not the whole world in Jesus' name? Let us rejoice at the fact that we also who are expecting the return of the Lord Jesus, we are among the great elders who received a good report through their faith. Amen. In the book of Hebrews, what does it conclude by saying? How does it summarize that chapter? The Hall of Fame. It says all these received a good report through their faith. I pray that when God, when the Lord Jesus closes the book of our lives on the day of judgment, that he will say, all in all, your life is a good report of faith. Ah, hallelujah. Praise God. What a, what a wonderful thing that would be. We, we cannot rest until we hear that from Jesus. All in all, your life has left a good report. Like the elders. A good report of faith. Praise God. I pray you're not wasting your life, brother, sister, because your candle is burning. There is not much time left for some of us. The wax cannot be, once it's burnt, reburnt. May God help us. Hallelujah. You see, faith is not only found in the pages of the Bible. Faith is always living and walking among us. Let's say faith is living. Let's say faith is walking among us. There are many Abrahams today. There are many Esthers today. Daniels today. Peters today. Jameses, Johns, Pauls among us today. For God is not the God of the dead, but He's the God of the living. Praise God. We do not read about these elders of faith and say, I wish I lived in those days to experience it. Because the God who worked in them is here with us. He, is, he wants to work through you and me. He wants to be honored through our, us because God does not work now through dead people. He only works through the living. Amen. Faith is living and walking among us today. Blessed are we when our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is strong. Then we can be of good comfort as the Lord said. Let's go back to the text that I shared earlier, Matthew 9.22. Matthew 9, 22 says, but Jesus turned him about when he saw her. He said, daughter, be of good comfort. Amen. We can only be of good comfort if our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ is strong. The Lord was talking to this woman who had suffered from a blood issue for 12 years. Hallelujah. We will talk about her, but let me repeat, be of good comfort if your faith is strong. If your faith is weak, I'm afraid you cannot be of good comfort. You need to deal with the reason for your weak faith. You see, in other words, it doesn't matter what the nature of our problems may be, as long as we have faith in Jesus Christ. On the other hand, one has cause for suffering, for worry. If everything is fine, but faith is lacking. Amen. Let's look more closely at this story today. Let's turn, in fact, to the book of to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5 and verse 26. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 5 and verse 26. Mark chapter 5, verse 26 says, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Hmm. Just think about this. You see, for 12 years, this woman placed her faith in physicians. That faith was not only disappointed, but it was actually punished because the Bible says she grew worse. Listen carefully to what I'm saying. The faith that she invested in physicians was not only disappointed, but it was punished. She grew worse. Do you know that when a Christian Lacks faith you become desperate and you turn to some other source for help not only will it result in disappointment it will exact a price it will be painful god will punish us in fact yesterday i was talking about a king called asa in the book of second corinthians 16 verse 9 We often quote that famous scripture saying, the eyes of the Lord move to and fro the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is strong towards him. But we forget the context. The context was actually a rebuke because there was a king, a Jewish king called Asa. The Bible tells us that at one point, the uh, Ethiopians came to fight him. And the Ethiopians were very powerful in those days. They were really formidable. But the Bible says, because he trusted in the Lord, the Lord defeated them. But now, King Asa forgot what the Lord did to the Ethiopians. And the Syrians came to fight him. And the Syrians were nothing compared to the Ethiopians. But the Bible says, he went. And asked for help. To some other earthly king. And you see. God sent a prophet to rebuke him and say what are you doing? Are you not aware. That all your former victories those. Uh, glorious victories. Were accomplished. By through divine help. So how is it Now. When you have an enemy who is not that powerful, you quickly run off to the enemy and ask him for help. And the Bible says God punished him. We must take care of our faith because if we use it to please God, we will get incredible blessings. But, But if we misuse it, we God, the same God will punish us. So faith is a double-edged sword. Be careful how you wield your faith in Jesus' name. The devil brings problems because you know what, what is his goal? He just wants to destroy your faith did Did the devil not accomplish this in the life of the wife of job? It didn't take long. That tells you how weak the faith of Job's wife was. She said, curse God and die. God have mercy. One of the most painful things in the Bible for me to repeat. The devil's target is always our fight. Don't be quick to jump and say, god is punishing me no first your faith is being tested god allows it he always allows it when problems come you have to go into battle mode Say battle mode in jesus that's the time to go into your ephesians chapter 6 armory and put on the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness. Hallelujah. Your loins gird about with truth. Amen. Take out all those weapons when the enemy attacks. God did not call us to sit and whimper and whine, be weak. He called us to be warriors. Paul told Timothy again and again, like a soldier of Christ in Jesus' name. What condition? is the army of Jesus Christ in, in 2023? What condition are we in? What is all this, the the discourse of, I don't want to name these horrible things, but, you know, we live in a time where we are being battered with a discourse that basically wants to confuse everything entertain us till we drop and have no time to pray and seek the face of god a discourse which puts a question mark on the way god made you and me a discourse which takes evil and makes it good and good makes good is made even we have been hammered by this discourse And some are reeling from it. Some have thrown in the towel. But I know God still has an army. He still has warriors. Who say no surrender. Amen. No defeat in Jesus name. Hallelujah. We believe what we believe. We believe and believe and believe. Hallelujah. Let them mock us. Let them banish us from the company of so-called decent uh, civilized human beings, whatever. We will hold on to the book that existed way before all these movements came. The book that Daniel read, that Jeremiah wrote from God, the book that Moses sat and wrote, the book that was penned by the apostles who were with Jesus like Matthew, hallelujah. We will take, we will stay close to that book. Let the world keep coming up with their fads and their fashions. Uh, the world is like grass, brothers and sisters. It withers, it goes, the Spirit of God blows upon it. But the Word of our God, hallelujah, endures forever. Let's never forget that scripture. When it seems like uh, everything is changing, Hmm? I mean literally changing those who are wanting today tomorrow say they are something else everything is there's been a question mark put on everything we're now even afraid to say he or she we're afraid we can be in trouble it is in such moments we need to go to the word of God and say hallelujah The flower faded, amen. The grass withers, hallelujah. But the word of our Lord abideth forever in Jesus' name. Why do we want to hold on to something which withers, fades? But the word of our Lord abideth forever. You know, I, I love that which abides forever. My character by the grace of God is one which loves stability. I love solidity. I love heavyweightness, not lightweightedness. I love predictability. I love consistency by the grace of God. So the word of God basically is, is the ultimate uh, form of stability. The word of God is eternal. God does not is not a human being, He's not wishy washy. He does not waffle. Amen. He's perfect. You know why human beings keep changing their minds? Because they're imperfect. God is perfect. When he speaks, it doesn't need correction, modification, amendment, nothing. Hallelujah. That's why God has, there are no lawyers. That's why he said nobody can add to his word or remove. It's perfect. Once God speaks, it's over. Hallelujah. Amen. And God has spoken in the Bible, praise God. So let's come back to the story. So for 12 years, the woman had faith in physician. How was she rewarded? Her condition became worse. As Christians, we need to be careful where we invest and place our hope. Let me tell you, a good, wise, experienced businessman will not place his money or her money just about anywhere. They study the market. They study the companies they're investing in. They will do their utmost to be familiar with the business model, the plans, etc., of the companies they want to invest in. I'm not a businessman. I'm not into economics, but I've read enough to know this is true. In the same way, Jesus is watching us to see how we invest our faith, where we invest our faith. Listen carefully now. What are you investing your faith in? I can tell you what your faith is by what you spend time on. Because that is what you believe will um, uh, give you good returns, pay you dividends, isn't it? So a person who has faith is a person who's not going to just be day and night calling doctors, investing in doctors, talking to doctors. Your condition will become worse. A person of faith will talk to the great physician, will be in prime meetings, will be constantly knocking on the door of the great physician Jesus. Hallelujah. So we'll serve him. We'll wait upon him. That shows where you have invested your faith. Praise God. So, faith in the name and power of Jesus Christ makes whole. Whereas faith in other names and powers diminishes the quality of our lives. Praise God. Let me repeat Fight in the name and the power of Jesus Christ makes whole. Somebody say makes whole. Whole means Jesus was saying basically. When he said your fight makes you whole. Do you know that he didn't even say. Woman because of your fight. You had fight only for the issue of blood. Therefore that issue of blood will stop. No he didn't say that. He said your fight. Hallelujah. Will make you whole. <laughs> you know. That means whatever other problem you came with. Amen. The Bible says, thy fate had made thee whole and the woman was made whole. Brothers and sisters, that means whatever other problem she had, all disappeared. Praise God. Every bacteria in her body received the message, Jesus commands you to leave. He's made her whole. You know, diseases do not just come in, in ones, yeah? They often come in twos and threes and a series. So when Jesus heals you of what, that problem, he will heal you of all the companions that came with that disease, all the offshoots. Have you ever heard of somebody just having only blood high blood pressure? Very rare. They seem to also have uh, diabetes. They seem to have this. They seem to have that. They seem to have... It's like a, a slew, a raft of problems. That's why Jesus says, Your faith makes you whole. Say, Whole. Hallelujah. I have faith not for only blood pressure, high blood pressure. I have faith for all the other diseases. Amen. All the companions of high blood pressure, all the companions of diabetes. Amen. All the companions of uh, heart problems and uh, headaches. Did you hear what Jesus just said? He said, my faith has made me. (laughs) Somebody say, whole. Praise God. Whole from head to toe. Jesus makes you whole. Say, my faith is not for one problem. It's not for one issue. Amen. You know, if if your left hand is withered, and your right hand Why will Jesus heal only your left hand He will heal your right hand too Praise God If I'm suffering from depression And at the same time Some physical problems Jesus has to make me You know why the Bible says make you whole Because he knows that very often People who have physical problems Also have psychological problems In those days They didn't talk about psychological problems they didn't say somebody is suffering from psychological problems. They just said, he's a lunatic, they said. They, you know, they were, they were not politically correct like today. They, they called a spade a spade. They said, either he has a demon, they said, he's a lunatic. Jesus makes you whole, whatever that problem is. Say with me today, I must have faith. I will exercise my faith. We will pray at the end in Jesus' name. This is a simple message, but sometimes we stray too far from that which is foundational. Amen. And we become experts in crossing the T's and dotting the I's, and we forget that some of the most important things, hallelujah, we skip over, we ignore, we neglect for a long time. May Jesus close your eyes with me for a moment. Close your eyes with Do one thing with me. Just stretch forth your hand and touch the screen in Jesus' name. This is no magic, no hocus pocus. This is just exercising faith in Jesus' name. The Bible says the apostle Paul prayed over handkerchiefs. He gave it to people because he couldn't travel there. And the demons left because the handkerchiefs became a point of contact in the name of Jesus. Jesus is not limited by distance. I may be sitting here in Norway. You may be sitting in the USA. You may be sitting in Canada. You may be in Ethiopia. I don't know where you may be, but I'll tell you this: Jesus Christ's power is international. There is no border invented yet to keep Jesus out of your country, your city, your town. Let's pray now in the name of Jesus. The faith that I was I'm preaching about. Why don't you exercise it? Exercise it in Jesus. Remember, God is no. Uh, respect of persons. He does not discriminate. Wherever he sees faith in the heart of an Abraham or in the heart of a Roman centurion, he will be impressed. Let us impress him now with our faith. Let's impress him. Let's pray. In Jesus' name, I pray for your people who are bold enough to exercise faith right now. Wherever they may be, either now, live, or In years to come, when they are hearing this this audio, Jesus, I pray you heal them. Make them whole in their mind, in their body, in their soul. The God of healing. The God, hallelujah, who wants us to exercise faith, amen, hallelujah. Because it says in the book of Isaiah, by your stripes we are made whole, hallelujah. Jesus, make your people whole. In their bodies, in their minds, in their souls, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Deliver them from every problem, seen and unseen, tangible and intangible. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, of Nazareth, we pray. And the church said, amen. Say amen, praise God, hallelujah. Believe that the word of God, through your faith, has entered into you and is now making you whole. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Let's continue. So we have to understand. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 9 verse 22 again. Let's read it quickly. No, yeah, Matthew. But Jesus turned him about. When he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith had made thee whole and the woman was made whole from that hour. Notice how faith makes Jesus stop and turn around. There are, not, there are not many things that can make God stop and turn around. Except faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. And this woman had that faith. Which could stop Jesus and make him turn around. Praise God. Do you know there is a faith which can draw virtue out of Jesus. Without Jesus even answering you or saying anything. He's there. He's waiting for somebody to tap into his power. Amen. She already got what she wanted. She was about to leave. You see? But it was necessary for Jesus to confirm. She had to acknowledge Jesus. He had to utter from his mouth. Do you know that it's possible to draw power out of Jesus without Jesus saying anything? Because faith is so powerful. That it does not need Jesus to say something. Listen to carefully to what I'm saying. A person can touch Jesus and draw what you want out of Jesus. Without Jesus even saying, I agree. That is how faith works. Hallelujah. Faith is powerful. I can suddenly come and say, "I, Jesus, give me this. Amen. And he's so good. He allows our faith. To basically drop. When Jesus said virtue has left him. The Greek word brothers and sisters is dynamos. That's where we get the word dynamite from. Are you listening? Dynamite. This woman's fate was so powerful. It caused a chain reaction in Jesus. Boom. Hallelujah. You see she only said in her heart. If I can touch him. Amen. She didn't speak. There was no talking involved here. Faith rumbles on the inside of a person like a volcano about to burst in Jesus. Faith is the most unstoppable force on this earth in the name of Jesus. It must make its way to the throne of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Human beings have never invented and probably will never invent a way to stop a volcano from exploding. In the same way, Satan will never invent a way to stop faith from exploding from us and touching Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. May your faith explode like a volcano and touch Jesus. Hallelujah. And get whatever you need from Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. And after that, Jesus only needs to say, Your faith. That means it's you, you. He didn't say anything. It's not his faith. It doesn't help Jesus to have faith in you and me. That's not the fight that is going to heal us. It's the fight that is in us. Hallelujah. The fight that is in us will draw mighty things out of him. Praise God. Somebody needs to listen if you're praying for somebody else and they're too weak to get what they need from Jesus. You are the person. You have to be the woman. Hallelujah. The man, hallelujah, who forces your way through the crowd. Just like you can't tell a volcano, excuse me, uh, Volcano in Iceland, uh, you appear to be about to explode. So go ahead and do what you have to do. And uh, you see, we've uh, we've carved out some paths for you to follow when you explode. Your magma, your lava, uh, just make sure that you follow. You know, you you flow in this direction. It's ridiculous to talk this way to a volcano. In the same way, fight. You can't tell a person bursting with fight like this woman, uh, excuse me, you are unclean. And therefore, the law of Moses does not allow you to touch men in particular uh, because they are supposed to go to the temple and you'll make them unclean. Listen, this is a volcano exploding. The best thing you can do is get out of the way in Jesus' name. Let her go to Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Huh. Give us this faith, Jesus, praise God. A violent faith, which doesn't talk to anybody. It's not interested in being introduced to Peter and James and John. Doesn't matter. I am making my way to Jesus. The best you can do is get out of my way, praise God. Because I've been suffering with this problem for 12 years. Whereas Peter, James, and John were walking with Jesus maybe three years. Yeah? Compare 12 years of suffering with 3 years of walking with Jesus. Walking on the water. Feeding 5,000. Enjoying yourselves. Come on. Praise God. May God give us the faith of this woman in Jesus. name. Praise God. There comes a time we don't talk to anybody. Faith says it's me and Jesus. Everybody else in the way is just just a bother. I have to push them out of the way in Jesus. May your volcano fight explode. Hallelujah. Brother Victor was recently in in Rome, uh, and outside of Rome, uh, Pompeii. He sent us some beautiful pictures. Right? Beautiful, don't misunderstand. Uh, nothing was beautiful about the uh, volcano called Mount Vesuvius, which exploded in 79 uh, B, uh, AD and buried a whole village. And the people who are caught in positions of running, panic, they they've, they've, uh, they've solidifying. And you can go and see it in a museum. You see, that is a powerful volcano. Our faith is more powerful than a volcano, brothers and sisters. There is a magma that is just churning in us in Jesus. name, Hallelujah. God has put something in us which can change nations, change families, change your body, change your mind change everything. Praise God in Jesus name. It is called faith. It's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let us go to another story about faith. Ah, I hope your faith, the volcano is ready to erupt in us in Jesus name. I feel it bubbling in, in my soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, the, whole, the spirit of the Lord in us loves the word of God. It's fuel to the fire. So it's starts to bubble. Hallelujah, man. Mark chapter 10, verse 52. Mark chapter 10, verse 52. Mark chapter 10, verse 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Wow. Another beautiful story. Let us explore this story. Hmm. What a privilege God gave us. His word was written down and it's our privilege to dissect it. Ah, happy dissecting and Jesus. What do you do when the God who made you did not open your eyes at birth? Let me repeat this question. What do you do when the God who made you did not open your eyes when you were born? You know, this is too difficult for those of us who who take our eyesight for granted to contemplate. But such individuals may be tempted to criticize and attack God. Let's say they believe God is the creator. A person born blind may grow up and say to God, why, why? did you forget to open my eyes? Did you not say when you made things, it's good? What about me? How can this be good? Brothers and sisters, we do not fully know the kinds of prayers that are going up to the throne of Jesus. If you think you have problems, you need to put yourself in other people's shoes. Amen? If you have problems in these days where living costs have gone up, to maybe you're struggling to pay your uh, house rent or the mortgage on your house. Spare spare a thought for the increasing number of homeless people in the world today. I've seen documentaries about the streets of some of the biggest cities in the USA, Philadelphia. Uh, My goodness. It's like a dystopian, apocalyptic scene fentanyl, drug addiction. People are all like, you know, sleeping on the street. My goodness. Even in the UK, Brother Simon. Yes, London. I remember in London, homeless people everywhere. Yeah, that that cannot happen in Oslo, Norway, because, uh, you know, right now it's almost minus 10 Celsius in Norway. You'll freeze to death if you try to sleep outside in our city. And we're not yet even close to January. The temperatures can go down to minus 20, 25 here. Uh, but I look at the scenes of people, the numbers exploding. I can't complain about the rising mortgage and the uh, house rent. You know, one way to be satisfied, brothers and sisters, is to thank God. As the Apostle Paul says, the love of money is the root of all evil. Having food and raiment, let us be content, the Apostle Paul said. Do you have clothes? Do you have food? Be content in Jesus' name. We need to pray, Lord, because we are, there are deceptive voices telling us all kinds of books, staring us at the in the airports, telling us how we can become rich quickly. Five steps to becoming a millionaire. 20 steps to this. Let me tell you, all of them are steps to becoming poor. That's the truth. <laughs> all of them on the contrary, <laughs> are steps to for a fool to be parted with his money. I never give one cent for gambling. I don't play cards. I don't know how to play cards. I'm not saying it's evil if you play cards, but listen, I don't want any temptation. I have no interest to misuse money on nonsense. So be careful. God wants us. Be content to eat food, to thank Him when you sleep in your bed and you wake up refreshed. Say, Thank you, Lord. I'm happy. You know, if I'm a multi billionaire, can I sleep in 500 beds? How many stomachs do we have? So let us be grateful for what God has given us. It is the simple things in life that make life worth living. And then you thank your Creator who gave you all these things to, to be blessed by. So Let's come back to blind Barthemus. Let me remind you, his name was blind. You know, his name is son of Bartimius. How about that? Can you imagine not only that you are blind, but everybody knows you are the son of Timaeus. That's the meaning of Bartimaeus. He's the son of Timaeus. So everybody knows that you are blind and you are the son of the father who gave birth to the blind man. How about that? So, you know, when you have problems, it affects many people. I can imagine this man called Bartimaeus was carrying this burden. I don't know what happened to Bartimaeus. Uh, I mean, not Bartimaeus, but Timaeus, the father of Bartemius. But at some point, he, either he died or he abandoned his son, and his son was on the streets begging. Can you become more depressed than that? Is there a lower point in your life than that? Let me tell you when you think you might as well curse God and die that's the time to have faith. Somebody say faith will save you from total what shall I say there's no word even for this condition total misery down and out misery What can help me? My father is either dead or abandoned. Where's my mother? I don't know. I'm blind. All I can do is sit here and beg. But one day he heard a commotion, a noise. He asked somebody near him, what is happening? Do you know that people with eyes are not bothered to ask about Jesus? We make a commotion, we try to pass out tracts, we have conferences, worship, and they just go by us like, uh, like nothing. Thank God for the blind man who decided it is his business to find out what is this noise about. He asked somebody, what is this noise? I hear a new sound today. There is some excitement in the air. What is it? Is a king coming? He said, no. Who is coming? Is Herod coming? No. What is this then? Yahshua bin Nosri. Jesus of Nazareth is coming. The moment he heard that. Faith. Let's say the volcano. Say with me the volcano. Began to rumble. Hallelujah. Oh praise God. When we hear the name Jesus. I hope the volcano begins to rumble in you. There is no other name under heaven given amongst men by which we must be saved. Silver and gold I have none, but such as I have give I unto thee. Praise God. When we hear the name Jesus. You see, in the womb of, Mary, of Elizabeth, when Mary greeted Elizabeth, somehow with her voice was the name Jesus. The voice of Jesus in her womb. You know what? Like the volcano. The womb of Elizabeth shook. It's as if John the Baptist wanted to come out at that moment and hug Jesus. Something should happen when we hear the voice of Jesus. The name Jesus. Hallelujah. Ha! Ah, praise God. It's not over until it's over. As long as I have faith in the name of Jesus, I am not abandoned i am not without hope praise god and the man when he heard the name jesus something happened praise god something powerful happened you see though he was a beggar he never lost faith in receiving his eyesight he never lost faith that one day his circumstances would be changed hallelujah and not least He recognized and sees the opportunity when the day and the hour came. Listen to me. Faith recognizes the time. It will not be silenced at that time. Faith must recognize the day of its visitation. The time of its visitation. Say, that's my hour. Say, it's my time. It's my time. My time to shine, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is not Peter's time, This is not John's time, This is my time. Praise God. You see, contrary to those who had sight and walked, wherever the Lord walked, blind Bartimaeus had no other option than to weaponize his fight, so much so that the Lord could not take one more step. We need fight that will bring the feet of Jesus to a complete stop. Ha! I pray we have faith that brings the feet of Jesus to a complete halt so that we can ask him whatever we want. You know, when a volcano explodes, everybody takes notice. Can you imagine somebody walking around and he says, excuse me, uh, the volcano is about to explode. Don't you see the smoke? What are you doing here? "Ah, I'm not, you know. No. Faith is such, everybody will take notice. The fate of Noah built an ark. Everybody could see that ark. It was no longer a fight that was hidden inside Noah. It's a fight that was so huge that people could see it from kilometers away. May Jesus allow people to see our fate from many kilometers away. May your fate do something so powerful. That from miles away. Let them see our faith from space in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm sure the satellites up in space would have picked up Noah's ark. And they would be talking about, what is this? There's a guy who built an ark. How long has he been building? A hundred years. What? Why? There's, there's no rain. There's no water. What is he doing? He believes that God is going to send water to cover the whole earth. My goodness, he's a lunatic. How how did they allow him to build the ark? Everybody now notices the ark. You cannot ignore faith. It is too powerful to be ignored. The captain of the ship tried to ignore Paul. He told him, be quiet, criminal. What do you know about sailing? What do you know about the stars and navigation? We didn't ask for your opinion. You know what? It didn't take long before Paul stood up again. <laughs> he said, men, brethren, you should not have sailed as I told you. But now listen. The God whom I serve. ah, oh, hallelujah. Faith cannot be ignored. A person of faith has a way of grabbing everyone's attention. Not because they like attention. But our God cannot be ignored. He's made to be worshipped. You can ignore whoever you want, but you can never ignore Jesus. They beat the apostles, don't speak in this name. What happened? They turned Jerusalem upside down. They said, have we not told you not to speak in this name? He said, there is no other name among men. Ah, You can't ignore this name. The world wants to ignore Jesus. But even they are baffled today. Why is this book still... The number one bestseller. We have William Shakespeare. We have Harry Potter. God have mercy that we mention Harry Potter. In the same breath as William Shakespeare. But. That's the crazy world we live in. But the Bible is still the number one bestseller. Why? People don't go to church. Why is this book? You cannot ignore Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Not only on the earth. In heaven. Below the earth. Praise God. We all have something to do with him. It's best that we acquaint ourselves with him. Praise God. So. I pray. That we have the fight. That brings the feet of Jesus. To a complete halt. Notice that the Lord gave both him and the woman with the blood issue the credit for the healing. Jesus didn't take the credit, strangely. He said to the both of them, thy faith. Can you say with me, thy faith? Today you'll say your faith. Say my faith. Really, my faith? Yes, this is what this message is about. Don't wait for that you know, that superstar preacher with white suit and crocodile shoes, crocodile skin shoes to issue the command for healing or the prayer for healing. It's not going to happen. They'll just empty your pockets and you will be punished. Always tell people, don't depend on me or any pastor to pray for you. We'll pray for you, but don't come to us for prayer until you have faith in Jesus. We will support your faith. Jesus said, thy faith has made thee whole. Praise God. So don't be deceived by anybody trying to build a ministry using their name and saying they are somehow the healers. These people steal the glory from Jesus. Stop sending any money to them. Stop wasting your money on physicians. you'll be punished. Give the glory to Jesus. Wait on Jesus. Pray for faith. That's what I'm preaching today. Faith. If I can help you today to build up your faith and Jesus uses your faith to be healed, I've done my job. Hallelujah. So, it was as if they were to congratulate themselves for the blessing, you see? Why is he mentioning specifically? Thy faith has made thee whole congratulate yourself for the blessing thank yourselves for your great faith was basically what the lord was saying you see the only time jesus seemed to be beside himself profusely complimenting people for their faith for for he, for for something was when they exercised great faith amen he said, look i have not found such great faith no not in israel amen The Lord humbly put His mighty work of healing secondary to their faith, so to speak. The Lord's power was dependent on such faith in order for it to be released. Praise God. In fact, this is precisely what we hear in connection with the last story that I want to talk about, about faith. The faith of the Roman century that I just mentioned. We we can't talk about faith without mentioning this man. So let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 13. We should be very happy for this man because he was a foreigner. He was not a Jew. He was a Gentile like you and me. He was an Italian. And thank God, you don't have to be a Jew to have special faith. Of course, most of the people with the greatest faith were Jews. They are the people of the covenant. But thankfully, God also has other people in his mercy, which means there is hope for you and me. Praise God. Matthew 8, verse 13 says, And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. The woman with the blood issue and blind Bartimaeus exercised faith for their own welfare. Can you say with me, for their own welfare. That means they exercise their faith. For themselves. But in the case of the Roman centurion. We have someone who exercise faith. On behalf of. His servant. Let me repeat that. His servant. Tell yourself then. Servant. You see. In the case of this man. Uh, this is something unique. That's why when you analyze this story from every aspect, it's it's incredible. You see, some people speculate that his servant most probably was Jewish. Why? Uh, And if that's the case, it's worthy of much admiration because here was a man of high standing. He's a centurion in an occupation which is not really associated with mercy and compassion. Have you thought about, you know, when you want mercy, compassion. You don't go to the military yeah, looking for such things. Yet, this man personally went to the Lord and requested healing for a lowly Jewish servant. Hmm. So clearly, great faith exercise on behalf of the poor and the lowly brings praise from the mouth of the Lord himself. When was the last time you boldly went to Jesus on behalf of somebody who is insignificant? Somebody who was poor, poor and lowly. Somebody who can never pay you back again. Somebody who is basically looks at you and says, why do you bother about me? You know, till today there are countries where to be a servant is like you are invisible. They seem to humiliate them, treat them like rubbish. But look at this man. He has a servant. And he decides he will himself mount his horse, go to Jesus, and beg him to heal his servant. Do you not think he could get 50 other servants? His servants are disposable. Ah, if he dies, I'll get another one. No, this is a different kind of man we are talking about. It's not only fate that made him what he was. This is a good man in every sense of the word. A compassionate man. A humble man. A righteous man. May God make us all of these things. It's not an accident that he had that kind of faith, because he was an extraordinary man. Extraordinary attributes will make you an, will give you extraordinary faith. It would be strange to find such faith in the heart of a, an uncouth, selfish and greedy man, that severely flawed person. But this man, ah, I mean, I'm sure if it was up to him, uh, there would be no Roman Empire. There would be no colonization. He was just obeying orders. But in, in his daily practice, he was really somebody. No wonder the Jews admired him. He probably was the same man who they said, please heal him, yeah, because he did a lot of things for us. He's a good man. Amen. You know, when you have a good heart of mercy, compassion, you help people. You don't look for bad things and revenge, etc. Even the people you colonize will say nice things about you. Amen. You don't know when you need your enemy to say nice things about you. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Let me repeat that. Sometimes... You may need your enemy to give a nice testimony about you. Praise God! So we must be good. We must practice Christianity, not because we want our enemy to give us a good report. I don't. I, I don't expect that. But you don't know how God uses things. Us. Amen. Praise God! So let's come back to Scody. You see. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 17, the Bible says, Proverbs 19, 17, he that hath pity upon the poor lend it unto the Lord. And that which he hath given will he pay him again. You see? It's a very good thing to invest in the poor, brothers and sisters. Is there anything you're doing for poor people? You are lending to God. God will pay you back with interest. The Roman centurion teaches us to love the poor and lowly Exercise great faith on behalf of all people. I pray our most fervent prayers will be for those who are strangers to the church and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Like I said, the Roman centurion could have hired many servants, but he did not because he loved and he valued his servant like a family member. Let us consider one more example, the last one of faith, and then I'll conclude. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 15, verse 27 and 28. Matthew chapter 15, verses 27 and 28. She said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, Great is thy fate. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Listen carefully. A spoiled child leaves not only crumbs on the floor but actually big chunks of food they do this because they do not know the value of food the poor and the desperate however gather around the table of the spoiled rich kids and are happy to enjoy the remains on the floor just consider how dogs cats and rats have survived for thousands of years I have never seen anyone willingly place food out for rats, and yet rats seem to multiply. Is there anybody here who feeds rats? Do you leave food out on purpose, crumbs? Mostly I see human beings trying to vacuum and hoover all the stuff because they say, we don't want rats to come, and yet the rats are multiplying. Do you know that rats have lived and survived and thrived for since creation, living off the crumbs of human beings amongst others? Praise God. So, no wonder. In fact, you know, we place poison in traps of every size and shape to exterminate rats. And yet they keep multiplying. Their numbers continue to expand. You know, if rats ever have a national anthem, it would be Gloria Gainers." I Will Survive. Amen. You remember that song, I Will Survive. Uh, that's probably the rats' national anthem. May the Lord teach us to be rats when it comes to knowing how to steal the crumbs of the children. Praise God. This was the insight of the Syrian woman in her response to the Lord. What she was really saying was, the children of Israel, Jesus, do not fully know the value of the food that you are giving them. All I'm asking you, because now you have come with the crumbs to my country. These people are spoiled, Lord. They're not eating properly. Give me the crumbs. She compared herself to a dog, a rat. She was happy to place herself among the dogs, the cats and rats, who survive on the crumbs because these crumbs have the power to sustain the dogs ask rats how do you guys survive how did you become so big they will say your crumbs your crumbs fed us praise god did you really become this fat from our crumbs yes (laughs) hallelujah you see the rats know the value of human food they know these crumbs have the power to give them strength do we know the value of the word of God? Do we know the value of Jesus? Do we know the value of even the crumbs? Praise Jesus. Amen. So, I want to summarize this sermon. You see, Jesus was impressed in, with the last woman in particular because, remember, she was a foreign, just like the Roman centurion. Foreigners can exercise amazing faith that gives hope for you and me. Like the Romans and children, she was so humble. She did not say, excuse me, we are Phoenicians, we are Syrians. We are not less than you Israelites. Remember the Samaritan woman, she was arguing with Jesus, or you know, there was this xenophobia on her side, but not this Syri- Syro-Phoenician woman. She humbled herself. She didn't challenge the children of Israel. She acknowledged. She said, I know, I know, I know. I know the Jewish people are special. I know they have the covenant, the prophets. I know we don't have that. I know my people were enemies of your people. Listen, Jesus, I'm like a dog. I just need crumbs. The crumbs are enough for me. The crumbs are so powerful. Remember what Jesus said, gather the remains, the crumbs, because he knew the value of the crumbs. Whatever is blessed by God, brothers and sisters, even if it's a crumb, it has the power to cast out demons. It has the power to sustain the Syrians and the Lebanese. Hallelujah. The so-called enemies of God. Amen. May we recognize the value of the word of God. and May we have faith even in the crumbs of the word of God. Faith, as small as a mustard seed. Hallelujah. So the narrative. So in this sermon so far, we are reminded of the indispensable role of faith in the Christian journey. Is somebody journeying in the Christian journey and you left faith behind? You better go back. We have explored the biblical definition of faith in Hebrews 11.1. One. We understand it is more than just a mere hope in God's promises. It's a deep-rooted confidence in the actualization of the promises of God. When we reflect on the stories of individuals like the woman of the blood issue, blind Bartimaeus, and the Roman centurion, we realize that Jesus complimented them for their faith. We have emphasized that faith actively contributes to transformation. We're also encouraged not only to nurture faith for personal well-being, but also to extend it on the behalf of others. We have to highlight the importance of compassion and concern for those who are less fortunate. As the Roman centurion did. The Roman centurion did not come to gain anything for himself. It was all for his servant. Poor servant. But we don't know the name of the servant. But this man. He became famous. Although we don't even know his name. But that's not important. His faith is important. In conclusion. The title of the sermon. Is thy faith has made thee whole. So why don't we practice from today? Thy faith has made others whole. Amen. This is what we prayed for, but let's pray one more time. Has your faith made you whole? I pray now you will use that faith to make other people whole in Jesus. name. Why don't we pray? Lord Jesus, I thank you for this message. We've exercised our faith even as we have preached about faith. Bless all your people today, precious people of Jesus. Lord, let them know the value of faith. Let them know through this message and other messages they hear and from the reading of your word themselves, the great value that you invest in faith. I pray that faith will rumble in them and churn as as magma does before a volcano explodes. Let it explode in such a fashion that it touches, comes straight into your presence and touches the hem of your gum. And I know you will make your people whole. I pray in the name of Jesus that you heal anyone here who has problems of the mind, problems of the body, problems of the soul. Heal them, Jesus. Problems of habits. In the name of Jesus, deliver. You are still the great deliverer. Set your people free, that they may serve you, they may worship you. Lord Jesus, increase our faith. Teach us to exercise our faith in a manner that pleases you. We bless your people. We ask that their faith, which is more precious than silver and gold, as Peter said, will flourish in the name of Jesus. We ask all of this in the name of the one and only God our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the church says, Amen.